Welcome back to the Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. And um, before we get into this episode, definitely want to talk about, um, you know, a little bit about the Boulder, Colorado shooting um, and also the Atlanta shooting that happened a week ago. Right, less than a week ago, and you know, it's just my condolences to the families of the victims. You know, my condolences to the town of of Boulder, Colorado, and um, you know those neighboring towns in that Atlanta area where the spa shootings happened, and. Um, I just want to take take a second to, you know, bring attention to that and to just, you know, I know that it's all over the news right now and it's pretty serious stuff. And so, you know, I, I, I want to be sympathetic and, and show my condolences to the families because, you know, that's that's who's really hurting the most right now is the families of those involved. And... um you know, it's crazy that it's 2021 and, you know, we're so far advanced, but at the same time, we got these fucking crazy people that for some reason just do this shit, right? Whether it's school shootings, shootings, uh, targeting certain people, you know, these, these shootings happen every, I would say every year, every couple years, right? At least every couple of years, I would think every every year these fucking mass shootings are happening. Before the pandemic, they were happening at schools a lot, and um, you know it's tough because now it brings to the debate of guns. Now it comes to the the gun control debate, and here's the thing: if somebody's crazy enough to take their gun. And shoot people, um, shoot a mass crowd of people, then they're going to be crazy enough to find a gun anyways or make a bomb or do something fucking nuts. So if you have your power taken away from you, you know, for example, I've never owned a gun, okay? I've only shot guns before once when I was like 17. I shot rifles and handguns and shit, real intense. It's really intense, you know? And, uh, and I've never owned a gun. I've never felt I had to own a gun. But when I see shit like that, it makes me think of, you know, maybe I should get a concealed weapons license because if some, some fucking crazy assholes coming in and just spraying, God forbid, you know, just comes into a supermarket and starts spraying, then, you know, you want to be able to fucking protect yourself or protect your family or protect the people around you and just just put an end to that that man real quick you know and and that's obviously the what you what you think and what you would want to happen but it seems like this is never the case with these things you know these fucking people come in with the ar and 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 do a lot of damage very quickly before anybody can even really get to them and so it's just a tough thing, man. My personal belief is that if someone's fucking crazy enough to do that, then they're going to be crazy enough to get it by any means, if it's illegal or not. 
So why wouldn't you want to have a responsible person who doesn't want to take life? The last thing you want to do is take life. Why don't you give that guy a gun? Because they'll fucking find out the best time to, to pull it out, right? Um, the fact that, you know, it's like these cops, when you see the cops taking these suspects in, like, for example, a couple of years ago when that ha- that's, um, mass shooting happened at the school at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, right? And these cops were taking this fucking kid. It's like, yo, you know, what is it? Because we have you filmed from the helicopters and stuff. Like, we want you to, we want to see you beat his ass real quick. We know you fucking beat people's asses when you get arrested, right? And we know you fucking put knees down, you beat people up. We got tons of videos. Why don't you beat the fuck out of that guy a little bit, all right? You'll you'll totally get away with that one. People will just turn the other cheek, you know, if you're fucking, you know, whooping that guy up. The the level of calmness that I see when, when those cops are arresting these people and like putting them on the stretcher like this guy with the bloody leg, putting them on the stretcher and they're just around them. Like, I hope they're saying shit to them. You know, I hope they're just at, at the least saying the most despicable shit to them. You know, a person like that is just how do you how do you identify that? You know, and how do you neutralize that? How do you kill that before it even grows to becoming? It's just that's the, the the crazy thing with human beings is, you know, the unpredictability of humans. You know, that's that's the crazy thing, and unfortunately, you know, not everybody's not everybody's a good-hearted person. Not everybody has their mind right. You know. People's minds are super, super fucked up. And, you know, it's a shame. It's just sad, man. It's sad that, you know, just regular people going about their business, going about their day, going to the supermarket, going to get a massage, going to work, Can this can happen. And um, it's, it's one of the toughest problems that America faces within its country is is this right here and how we deal with mental health I guess you could say the mental health of people um doing wild shit and look this guy these people that do this once you cross that line that's it man there should be no rehabilitating that person there should be none of that there should be trial put them in prison for the rest of their life or you know i feel like even ending their lives is just the easiest way out for them because clearly they're fucking nuts so you might as well just lock them in a hole or something let them suffer you know let them suffer with themselves for as long as possible and never let them see the light of day and you know it's it's weird these these last two guys apparently that I was reading up on the Atlanta one and I was reading up on the Boulder Colorado shooting they're both 21 they're saying both of these suspects um not related at all this one the Atlanta one I guess is a is a the guy was motivated by a sexual addiction that was at odds with his religious beliefs so he was this crazy fucking fanatical evangelist kid that was just 21 years old dude 
21-year-old Robert Aaron Long um, admitted to, to killing eight people, man. Um, driving from one spot to the other and, and killing these people on a fucking spree. And it's just, you know, it's sad. How do you prepare for somebody who's fucking nuts out of nowhere, comes out of nowhere? You know, you just, you know, apparently he was on his way to Florida, they said. So he was, he would have definitely found a lot of those fucking places down here. Um, and it's like, dude, aren't we, aren't we getting tapped? Like, isn't my phone getting fucking tapped right now and shit? Like, you know, don't they just have every little bit that they need on us to fucking pick us up as quickly as possible? So you would think, right? You know, how, how is this man able to drive from, it looks like at least, and, and shoot, they got a map here of, of the spots he did. Uh, he he went from Atlanta at aromatherapy spa, young Asian massage, and then down here, and he was stopped at the Interstate, interstate 75 around uh, mile marker. Yeah, it's just incredible. Incredibly sad and... You know, it's almost it's almost like you just got to strap up. How, what is the other, you know, what is the other, how can I say it, man? What's the other option? You know, what is the other option um, other than to try and defend yourself against something crazy? You know, somebody fucking crazy. You know, they could what they could, they, they had said something on this article that the, that they actually boulder shot down something about, um, banning automatic weapons or semi-automatic weapons just days before the, the shooting. That's what they said. And, uh, I'm trying to find it here. And, um, but it's like, oh, I read that and I'm like, well, dude, that was just days before what? What, they're going to go to every single house that's bought an AR? What if you... I know people that fucking buy guns off of whatever, off of the internet. You could just meet people and fucking sell your guns, right? Where's the um, where's the registry in that, all right? So it's like, what, are you going to ban it from yourself from being able to buy it properly? Or... Because this underground shit is going on. It's like, yeah, uh, drugs are illegal. People are buying that too. How you? How do you think they're getting that? <clears throat> we got to be real careful about what rights we give away. And um, when something like this happens and, and it's fucking terrible, you know, this whole... I, I was watching the live video of the the police chief you know talking about what was going on and you know it's on facebook and all these fucking comments are just back and forth back and forth arguing arguing i had to turn it off the fucking comments because it's like it's just that same argument um guns guns don't kill people people kill people blah 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 well clearly you know clearly if he didn't have a fucking ar he wouldn't have 
killed so many fucking people. With these guys going in with these semi-automatic rifles, that's way too fucking much, man. Um, so that whole that whole argument is like retarded too, because it's like, dude, yeah, people kill people, but they're killing people with guns. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, dude, the guns are you know, guns are totally killing people. They fucking kill a lot of people, actually. Um, and there's no reverting that. That's the problem. There's no more fucking reverting back to what we've got. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Um, so anyways, I just want to say, you know, my condolences to those families. And, you know, hopefully as as a people, we get better at dealing with some of this mental health issues that we have in this country and the fact that I don't know if people are are becoming too soft and then they just can't handle shit and then they just fucking absolutely break. I don't know if it's that, that people are mentally not capable of handling their lives and they just fucking break and shatter and, and, and it ripples into something horrible and horrific like this. I don't know if it's even the the fact that as as America, if you look on Netflix, if you look on Hulu, if you look on HBO, what are the things that are popping up, right? What are the movies? What are the documentaries that are constantly popping up in the top slots, all right? It's all serial killer shit. It's all about crazy fucking mass murderers. It's all about, it's all about, this fucked up shit, right? And I've said it before, uh, not on the podcast or anything like that, but to other people just talking on this conversation, I've said it before where I think that, you know, this type of glorification of these serial killers and all this type of shit, it's not doing us any fucking good. You know, it's like, what do we need a four-part documentary on somebody telling me why this person is a piece of shit and fucking crazy and killed people? What? I don't need to know that. I already know he's fucking crazy. All right? Done. Out of the door. I don't even want to see that. But no, America gets super intrigued with that. You know, it gets super into it. And I wouldn't doubt that although... For most people like you and me or you, me and the listeners and stuff, for most people, it's like we can watch that and we can separate fact from fiction and we could separate ourselves from that and we can separate ourselves from the evil from that. Um, But there's probably people like this fucking crazy guy who maybe watched the Night Stalker and got a little more courage to do what he was, what he had in the back of his head to do, you know, um, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. And and as human beings, we all we're taught is violence. I did say this before in another one of my podcasts. All we are taught is violence. Growing up and with history and everything is violence. You know? Although some of us, many of us don't really fully see it in person. All we are taught and all that's ingrained in us is some sort of violence, is some sort of you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think that as a nation and as a people, we should start kind of reevaluating a lot of this this type of stuff. 
And I don't mean cancel this and cancel that. I mean reevaluating ourselves, reevaluating our values. And what we want to be as a people, you know, because this type of, of shit is just, you know, it's sad that, that humans and humans in Western society create issues and problems for ourselves that are unneeded. And, and it's almost as like the fact that we're not out here having to survive so badly is having crazy people create fucked up situations in their lives, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and again, definitely I have to be careful with what I say because everything I say could get misconstrued and, and, and fucked up. But what I'm saying comes from a, from my head and, and from my heart at the time. And, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking to see this type of shit. It's like people, I, I want us to be better. You know, I want, I want to be better. Um, you know, and then like the video that's being shared around about Miami spring break and all these, all these fucking, you know, sadly, it's all these black chicks in South beach. They were having like a, a 15 on 15 brawl. All these black chicks, their dresses breaking, their tits are popping out. I'm seeing women, grown women stomping each other out. So sad. You know, this this video going around of, of these women just beating the fuck out of each other on South Beach. For what? For what? You know, it's just, you know, imagine if that was, if that had turned into a gunfight. <sighs> You know, what What do grown women have to be rolling around the floor beating the fuck out of each other for? You know, you ever heard that saying that the nothing good happens past 2 a.m.? It's just what it is, man. You know, it's just what it is. You know, and then, and then uh, I think the day before that, there was even a video shared Again on South Beach, right? Because South Beach right now is going fucking bananas because of spring break, apparently. Again on South Beach, some guy running out of his ticket, running out of his tab that he paid for. uh, I guess he had uh, lunch at a restaurant. He ran out and the waiters came by and beat his ass and grabbed him and took him back to go pay for it. And as they were grabbing him to to go back to pay for it, literally like 30 fucking... um, chicks just started twerking in the middle of the road what is going on dude what, you know what is going on dude what is up with people and and here let me say this i'm gonna make a c- comparison because it's like in those two videos in those two days in south beach it's just what's going on down there is mad violence and mad sex, all right? And what are things that Americans glorify the most in movies, television, entertainment, everything? Violence and sex, right? And so it's no surprise to me that as a society, we're seeing rises and and not necessarily rises, but 
but we see such, how can I put it? We see such um, crazy personifications of violence and sex within stories like this. And, and it's not, it's nothing innocent. You know, that's the sad thing. It's not innocent, man. And it's, and it's clearly having an effect on us as a society. It's clearly hurting us as a society. And it's leaving families completely heartbroken. You know. No one wants to see that. And no one wants to, to you know, hear news like that. Imagine the people out in Boulder right now. Imagine the the family of the the women that were killed in those Atlanta spa shootings, right? You know. Um sad, dude. It's sad that humans can't fucking control themselves. You know. It's not a gun control issue. It's a, it's it's got, you know, cuz guns are here. Guns are here. There's no there's no getting guns out. So that that was a debate that should have happened um, in the Civil War. And here's why this is a debate that's never going to happen. Humans are fucking crazy. Look at the people that run us. Look at the people that run our countries, right? How do they assume those power? You know, how do they assume that power? It's all by by their weaponry, okay? You know, we've been, we've been using guns for the Japanese and shit. The samurais have been using guns since like the 1600s, I want to say. Maybe before that. So, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. And if anything, weapons are just going to get crazier and crazier, unfortunately. So it should really be a debate about how people should learn to fucking control themselves, you know? And it's almost like every person should have a, a, an exam that they take in their life. And that exam shows you whether you're fucking psychotic or not, you know? And if you're in the psychotic range, then maybe those people could kind of get flagged, you know what I mean? Maybe those fucking, their folders, their names could kind of get flagged like, oh, let's uh, let's have law enforcement, you know, what I'm, you know what I mean? Check up on these guys from time to time. You know, I'm sure that's how it is, but at the same time, it's like... You know, you could tell when somebody's off. You know, you could tell when somebody's off. You know. It's tough. It's tough for me to accept that there aren't ever any signs, you know. That's bullshit to me. There's always signs. You know, there's always signs. Um, but again, like I said, it's just sad. Um, anyways, that's, that's enough for me about talking about that. We're going to try and change this a little bit. I'm going to go over, um, some Tuesday timelines and, um, talk about other shit. I don't know. I'm going to try and be funny now. Can we do that? Is it okay for me to try and be funny now? Even though it's, um, like a horrible situations going on in the other part of the country. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, I did a little spring cleaning yesterday. And maybe that's what people need to do, you know? People, you need to do a little spring cleaning. Open up that fucking closet. Get rid of all the shit you don't need. It's just tumbling over. You know, clean it up. I'm I'm so stoked that I took the time yesterday, being sick as hell, to um, clean my fucking closet out. And now there's now it just feels better, you know. That's what I did. That's I I felt sick, and I was like, you know what? I need to clean my crib. All right, I need to clean the crib. I need to air this bitch out. Uh, it's stuffy in here. <laughs> So, you know, that's what I did. I did spring cleaning. And today I feel better. I probably don't sound better. I probably sound like shit because I'm a little more stuffed up and all that. But honestly, I feel so much better. It's just like, you know what it is? It's that um, the the sore throat, my throat hurting, that's the worst fucking part. That's what I hate the most is having a sore throat, not being able to swallow, barely being able to talk, um, all that shit. I could deal with the with the coughing up and spitting out phlegm and, and blowing my nose. I could deal with that. That's no problem. It's the fucking sore throat that really that really just sucks. Um, but my throat feels better today. I knew it. I called it. I know my body. I said, you know, I, this is what, day three? It started Sunday. Sunday, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be sick, right? I have a sore throat. I'm going to be sick. And then so yesterday was Monday. That's day two. I was sick yesterday, pretty fucking sick. We got the test, came back negative. And now we're on Tuesday. And I said I was going to be all stuffed up, coughing up, and that's exactly what I am. So tomorrow I'm going to be even better. And then I'm going to be top notch, you know top notch and just try and take care of myself from here, you know, start hitting the gym again, fucking just be healthy, man. Just try and be as healthy as possible. Uh, be the best I could be. Right. And so spring clean and helped with that. So I urge you guys, it's that time it's spring. It's time to fucking clean it up. All right. If not, you're going to have a ton of baggage, ton of shit weighing you down stuff. That's going to make you sick. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Um, my girl, she's fucking working, right? She got, she's definitely not feeling too well, which is a bummer. I totally gave her this, but <clears throat> you know, she's working and I guess it's like they're celebrating, uh, one of the coworkers birthdays and last minute the, the boss threw it on her like, Oh, could you get her the cake? Could you get her the fucking, you know, with the, with the, boss's business card or whatever the the company business card could you get her the cake the gift and this and that like it's like yo she's still at work she don't get off till seven so i told her don't worry babe i'll I'll go get the fucking i'll go get her the gift you know you will go get the cake after like so you're not fucking running around till 9 p.m after getting off of work and um and so I went to the nail the nail salon because that was going to be the girl's gift is like a gift card to the nail salon to get her fucking nails done. And I've never been into a nail salon, all right? I've never been to an, uh, a nail spa in my life, right? And so I walk in and I'm immediately just smacked in the face. I got my mask on and shit and I'm all stuffed up. I'm, I immediately walk into the fucking uh nail spa and just get smacked in the face by the smell the smell of of that what is it acetone holy fuck 
I've never smelled so much acetone in my life. You would think that they painted the walls with acetone, okay? You would think that they're disinfecting everything with acetone there. That's what they probably are doing. It smelled crazy, all right, like acetone. Um, yeah, that shit had my eyes watering, and I was wearing the mask. And so I'm over there, watery eyes, you know, and the lady's looking at me like, well, you don't look that gay, right? Like, what are you here for? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my girl, she called, um, she called about a, a gift card and shit. I'm going to, I'm going to buy it for her so that she doesn't have to fucking come do it at seven in the morning tomorrow. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke to her and blah, blah, blah. And, and so I told her the whole thing. Yeah. Her boss is fucking making her do that and all this shit. So I got that for her, got out of the nail spa. Yeah, that was crazy. I'd never been in there in my life. You got like, you just got these little tables and you got like all these, you know, all these people just fucking ready. And there were some people doing nails and then there were some people just sitting like waiting for somebody to come in to do their nails and stuff. And yeah, it was, uh, I've never been in there. It was kind of interesting, like how they had that shit going on. You just walk in and get your nails done by some artiste, you know what I mean? Because my girl, she goes and she gets all these fucking crazy nails done, right? She's constantly showing me like all these fucking crazy nails uh, on on pictures or whatever, Instagram. And she's like, hey, babe, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing that. And she always does the um, the acrylic nails or whatever. She gets the fucking nails put on. And I'm always telling her, why don't you just do your regular fucking nails? Just paint your regular nails, you know? You're coming out with these fucking long ass nails. Like it looks good and shit. I'm not going to lie. I love how it looks wrapped around my dick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like it, but you know, it's not necessary, right? It's not necessary. Just you fucking paint your own nails from time to time. So she, uh, so she does that shit like every couple weeks and uh, she's always showing me and I'm always like telling her, well, I don't fucking like that. Or I like, yeah, that looks good. Right. You know, I just, whatever. I'm honest with her. And so she's, I'm always kind of helping her pick out her nails. So it's kind of cool to go see what that place is actually like. Um, but yeah, I never had, never had a manicure, never had a pedicure, never had any of that shit. And like I said in, in the podcast previous, uh, the one before this one, the episode 25, I don't like nail filers. Oh my God. No way, dude. That shit. I'd, I'd be like a cat with his back hunched over the whole time. Right. With the fucking hair standing out. Like, I, I can't do it, dude. I don't like it. Don't fucking touch my nails. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, What are we going to do? Okay. Well, it's Tuesday. So we're going to do the Tuesday timeline. And I'm actually going to go over. Let's let's look up some, um, some news timelines of what's going on. I saw that there was a school in Brighton, which I think is in England. Let's see here. Uh, the Times and the Sunday Times, they posted, Brighton girls will be the first school in Britain to offer a scholarship in skateboarding to attract and encourage girls to take up the sport. I saw that. I told Haley, I'm like, hey, you want to fucking move to Brighton, England? Or is it Britain? No, it's Brighton. I think the school is called Brighton. Brighton School, England. 
Is it Brighton College? Um, this was a couple days ago, so I screenshotted it. Thetimes.co.uk. Here we go. All right, the times. I agree. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Fuck. <coughs> All right. I got it under control. I'm sorry, people. I'm still dying. Um, Brighton Girls School is first to offer scholarship in skateboarding. Yeah, I was joking with Haley a little bit. Like, I should go send him a fucking resume. <laughs> but honestly, I should. You know what I mean? I really should because it uh, looks like the school has fees up to 15,000 pounds a year and is being renovated to include a new outdoor skate park where pupils perfect their tricks. So this lady looks like Rosie McCall. Uh, head of the top independent school. She was taking her kids to the skate park and she's like, fuck it. Let's just make a skate park of my own. Look at these kids falling and trying and falling and try it again. So Rosie McColl on Twitter. I found her. Wow. Let's look that up. I mean, you guys might really be witnessing me change my whole life right now <laughs> my whole trajectory in life brighton england looks like a nice little city on the coast east of sussex on the coast of england positioned 47 miles south of london oh wow I mean, look, if I can go there, because it just, to me, it makes sense that, first off, let's just say this, beautiful that this, this the head of this school um, realizes the potential for skateboarding and sees the potential for skateboarding and, and what it does for people and their lives and is willing to incorporate that into her schooling, you know, and then, you know, I can't be the only skateboard instructor. I know I'm not the only skateboard instructor, especially in South Florida. But I've been doing my thing for a little bit now, for a couple of years. And this is this is a, a situation where it's like, if they really do see the potential with me and with the skateboarding, I could really help that out a lot. I could really help out the, the kids Um and teach them about skating. I could teach them art. I could teach them Spanish, right? I could become a teacher there as well. And and also be the head of that skateboarding department. Or at least help the heads of that skateboarding department. Does that make sense? Because that's where my life has kind of been going. And so when I see something like that, it kind of does urge me to to maybe reach out. And honestly, I really might. I honestly really might because it's a calling, right? There's a calling for me. And if I could go over there for a couple of years and, and get a school established with a skate program and get to travel and get to just live somewhere else and, and just 
skateboard and still do my thing, you know, just still do the podcast, still make music just from Brighton, England, you know. Um, and then it goes to the, the thing with the girl, you know, I've got my girl, we're living together and this and that, right? Um, but if it would pay enough, I would convince her to fucking try and come with me, finish school, come with me, I don't know, or stay here and we break up and we we go our separate ways. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, because in life, man, you know, it's like if, if I did end up getting an opportunity like that, like if not even just as Brighton, right? Just maybe let's say another school. There's another uh, skateboard school. I forget where in like the Netherlands. Let's say they find me somehow and they're like, yo, we'll pay you a hundred grand to come teach at this school. I'm going to have to do that, you know, and, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And she knows that, you know, she knows that I've been working so hard for the past fucking 10 years making music and everything to, and, and being an artistic, creative soul to have an opportunity like that. And, and when it's like that, you know, you kind of just have to take it. And if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know? Um, but these are all speculative things. Who knows? I might be stuck. She might be stuck with me for a while. <laughs> um, but I am actually thinking about reaching out to that. Now that I know it's Rosie McColl, and I'm going to go check her out and, and reach out. This place looks actually really cool. Um, awesome. All right, let's move on. I saw another uh, news, and I'm spilling way too much about my life right now. <laughs> um, let's see. Just the boulder thing is super, super big bummer, huh? Um. That's really all the news that's popping up. Let's see, entertainment maybe. So 24 Karat Golden became a pandemic pop star. Now comes the real world test. (coughs) How Netflix is aiming at kids and families to fend off Disney and other streaming rivals. How are they doing that? Anna Ferris and Gwyneth Paltrow talk about their divorces. Regal Theaters are reopening in April to show Godzilla vs. King Kong and Mortal Kombat. Tight. But we could watch away HBO. It's crazy. <clears throat> Invest in Regal Theaters. Put in Regal Theaters before it pops off like fucking AMC, right? Um... Ridiculous the baby memes are going viral on Twitter and TikTok. Everything goes fucking viral viral on Twitter and TikTok. Except I'm some old ass man who can't figure out Twitter. Alright? Check out the risk report on Twitter. Um Yeah. I don't know. I it looks I haven't been on Twitter since I think 2012. I kid you not. Alright. I tried the Twitter. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. 
you know? And then I never really did it. And now I just thought, hey, I'm saying some funny shit sometimes. And my girl's like, you say some funny shit sometimes. And so I was like, okay, what about I uh, do the Twitter? I could write the things on Twitter. And so I'm doing that, but I've got one follower. (laughs) So, um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, all right? The Risk Report (laughs) on Twitter. Um, Oh, my goodness. Just horrible news, tragic news all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tyson declined a $25 million fight offer. I'm sure he's got his fucking reasons. I'm sure he's got his fucking reasons. Um, Facebook accused of failing to provide a safe environment for users. I mean, it's the internet, all right? And so if you're crazy enough to go on Facebook and meet somebody or whatever the case may be, then that's on you. But if we're talking about a safe environment as far as like, can I get targeted? Can my IP address be found? My everything, right? That type of shit, then you're not keeping us safe for real. Um but if I'm like meeting somebody or joining a group or something, then it's on me, bro. <clears throat> um. So should we read about this? Right. The group, which is based in Paris and also known by its French initials RSF, said in a statement that the promises made in Facebook's terms and conditions are largely mendacious and contradicted by the large-scale dissemination of hate speech and false information on its networks. By the way, I'm reading this off of Facebook. <laughs> to support its claims, Reporters Without Borders... Ooh, I like that. Reporters Without Borders (laughs) cite statements from former reporters with borders from former Facebook employers. Ooh. See, I can start rapping like this, just reading. Two lengthy reports detailing hate speech and threats made against French journalists. The work of fact-checking organizations and examples of disinformation disseminated on the platform. Reporters Without the Borders said it hopes that prosecutors open an investigation of Facebook, but it also said that it wants Facebook to live up to its commitments. We accept Facebook to effectively respect the commitments it has made to its consumers rather than pretending to implement them without this being the case. Uh, While the lawsuit does not include a significant revelations about Facebook, it does underscore the pressure on the company from regulators and advocacy groups around the world to address issues including hate speech and disinformation. Facebook has tried to address disinformation in various ways, from labeling false claims to reducing its visibility in user feeds, but the issue has persisted. Um, there's, yeah, 
I mean, I'm not I'm not here sitting here trying to defend Facebook. Okay, I'm sure what they do, they do a lot of crazy shit. But these are people tripping about what's being said on Facebook, what's being shared on on Facebook, and it's like, hey. It's the people. People are sharing that. People are giving power to things that are popping up in your screen. So it's not necessarily Facebook and and Mark, whatever the fuck his name is, Zuckerberg, um, sitting in his high tower like a malicious villain fucking like, <laughs> you know, spread disinformation, right? He's not doing that, okay? He's wearing his fucking... The same jeans he's been wearing for 25 years with a nice uh, beaten up t-shirt and he's got his fucking sketchers on probably and he's going about his shit, all right? Um, he's counting the billion dollars he's got. Um, he's not fucking sitting here like uh, whatever, dark side. <laughs> Since I saw the the Snyder cut, he's not sitting over here like dark side spreading disinformation. Is what I think, and it's like these people you got to think like the guys from Twitter and stuff how they've been undergoing some some shit like this. You got to think they've created something that has become so much bigger than themselves and so much bigger than they had even imagined that it's hard to control. Think about how big these these things are. They're universal, you know. To us, uh, these apps, these these platforms, they are universal things. They've made and created careers for people. They've destroyed careers for people. They, you know, they they've become so big. These big fucking monsters of things, and and so you you know you got to think that these people who started these apps when apps were starting did not envision it to be like this did not envision that you know 10 years later 15 years later they'd have to be fucking running these conglomerate corporations and the headache that probably comes with that but hey us regular people we don't like we don't like to think about them like that we don't want to humanize these people right the fucking regular guy that made it out and fucking became a billionaire by his smarts right no now you got to see him as a fucking enemy um, you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's probably tough to be as crazy as that sounds. It's probably tough to be these guys, right? These, these, although they're extremely wealthy and successful people, it's gotta be tough to imagine running Twitter. Imagine running Twitter and all the shit you'd be having to deal with. Imagine running Facebook and all the shit you'd be having to deal with. I would sell it off. I would have sold it off and just said, hey, do something else. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. I am not running that. <laughs> Imagine the nightmare of that, of running some crazy fucking corporation that, that is a social media platform. I I can't even imagine that. And I don't think people are even thinking about that, how that, how that should be or how that is, right? People just think, oh, these people are fucking billionaires. Jeff Bezos, billionaire who made Amazon, he can just go fuck off and whatever. Like, dude, you don't know how how hard these fucking people worked, man. What was it? There was a meme. There was a picture, not a meme, of 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 Jeff Bezos and I think his partner, and they had a 
spray-painted cardboard sign that said Amazon.com. And they had a little fucking like Macintosh or whatever the fuck, one of those fat ass uh, computers from the 90s, early 2000s. And it was just like a room. It was probably a room they paid a couple hundred bucks for a month. And that was their fucking office, right? That was Amazon.com. You can't imagine the hard work, the sacrifice, the innovations, the shaking of the hands, the selling off of certain things, the all this shit that you have to do to become something huge like that. People don't think about that. What I could compare that type of shit to, and maybe that's why I almost have some sort of empathetic view to, to some of those people, not saying that they're fucking saints or anything like that, right? Human beings are so flawed, right? Um, but But the thing that kind of gives me an empathetic view to that and what I can compare it to is the fact that, um, you know, an artist or a, a musician or an actor or something like that, right? People only see them when they're famous. People only fucking freak out about them when they're famous and when they've popped off and when they've made it. They don't see that 10 years of hard work they don't see that 20 years of hard work. You know, they just see that instant, right? We're in this culture of this instant uh, gratification, instant stars overnight, whatever the fuck that is, right? Instant viralness. And when it comes to longevity and things of that nature, that's not the case, right? It takes fucking time. It takes a long time of hard work and dedication to then finally have something that people, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's what it is, right? It's a staple, right? Facebook's as big as fucking McDonald's, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. Just uh, crazy shit in the risk report with Roman the Stoic. You know how it is. <laughs> Hey, tune in to watch me be somewhat illiterate, um, probably say stupid things, and you can maybe have a laugh or two, right? The Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. <laughs> um, Tony Hawk landed his last 540, so he says, right? He says, uh, this is going to be my last 540. I think it took him a couple tries and he landed it fucking dope, you know, and he's still shredding. He literally landed a 720 like a month or two ago. Um, but it, it looks like he's just like, yeah, there's certain tricks I'm not going to do anymore because I'm just not going to subject myself to that pain, that, that, um, that battle, you know, with skateboarding. It it really does become a a sense of you need to know when to walk away from a battle. There's certain battles that you just walk away from. You know when to stop. You know when to keep pushing. Um, and there comes a certain point where you, where it's like I can walk away from this. And so for him to say I can walk away from this trick altogether is really. That is very sad. And, you know, there were people were like, Sean, oh, he gets emotional. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about this fucking uh, 
article what's it say he gets he gets emotional and cries and this and that yeah dude you don't understand people will never understand the feeling of of landing a trick of trying so hard to land it and then i could never understand being a man like tony hawk a person who's landed everything a person who's innovated tricks a person who is the best the greatest of all time a, an absolute living legend um the immense you know, sadness that must come with putting down a trick for good. Like, hey, this is the last time I know for sure this is the last time I'm ever going to do this 540. I'm never going to feel that again. He's never going to feel doing a 540 again. Um, Which you never know. I, I'm sure he can fucking pull that out of nowhere. I'm sure he'll pull it out. But, but he is getting older, and I know he has taken a couple slams in the last couple years. And in the last couple months, too, I think he broke his finger and shit. Like, around the same time I broke my fucking finger. Um, But he's 52. And that's a 52-year-old man, and I'm a 27-year-old man, you know? I still got time in me. And he's still definitely got time in him, but he's going to skate till he dies. I could see that. He's going to skate till he's a very old man. Um, But, yeah, you know, he's flying. People don't get that. You know, not only is he that old, but he's doing things I would never, ever do. I wouldn't even drop into one of those half pipes. All right, first of all, that's not what I skate. That's not how I skate. You know, Tony Hawk's a vert skater. I'm a street skater. Um, Dude, he is flying in the air. You're talking 10 feet extra up in the air, like on, on already like a 15-foot ramp probably. So he's doing a lot of crazy shit and he still fucking goes hard and skates fast and gets really high air where it's like, dude, my dad's not even 52. My dad is, my dad's 49. And if he took one of those tumbles, it'd be a fucking issue, right? It would shatter him. (coughs) Um, That guy's just been skating forever, you know? So it's definitely sad to to hear that he's only going to, that's his last one. But I almost don't believe it, right? I almost don't believe that that's going to be his last one. And if it is, it's okay because he's still doing crazy ass tricks. Um, what else? Uh, young boy never broke ar- again, arrested after fleeing from police. Cops tracked him with a canine. Why did he do that? I thought you were never broke again. Um, He was taken into federal custody in L.A. after LAPD, along with the feds, attempted to pull him over in a vehicle in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, Reimer was was in due to an astounding federal warrant for his arrest. However, the attempted 21 year. Uh, attempted to apprehend the 21-year-old artist was to no avail, initially because a short pursuit ensued. Once the car, NBA young boy, was in stop, police said he got out and ran on foot. It's like, dude, you are a signed artist. You are on the billboard charts right now. Cooperate. Get yourself a lawyer and get out of it clean. You know, why do you have to, I don't know what he has in a, a warrant out in his arrest for. I don't know why he has to fucking make it worse by 
adding extra charges by running and evading police. Uh, it's unclear that Young Boys Federal, uh, while it's unclear that, where am I at? According to law enforcement sources, uh, officials set up a perimeter and utilized canine dog to help locate the top rhymer. Uh, which they did successfully. Police also reportedly found a firearm in the car, but it's unclear if it belongs to NBA Youngboy. Um, while it's unclear what Youngboy's federal warrant is for, local New Orleans rapper, news, oh, I'm sorry, local New Orleans paper, The Advocate, uh, newspaper, The Advocate reported last month that the rapper was under investigation by feds stemming from his arrest in his hometown last year on multiple drug charges. The arrest took place at NBA's video shoot, an abandoned lot in September of 2020, which ended suddenly after police arrived following a call of weapons been displayed at the set of the video. Oh, that was, that was his, huh? In addition to NBA Youngboy, 15 others were arrested at the time. Those individuals, including the Billboard 200 chart-topping rapper, were described by law officials as members of the Never Broke Again and Bottom Boy Gorilla Street Gangs. Oh, my God. So, so his name is a gang. Is he a leader of a gang? While on the scenes, police reportedly searched the vehicles located near the uh, music video shoot and found three grams of marijuana, one dose of hydrocodone inside a clear bag, and 14 firearms and digital scales. Um... Young boy NBA was hit with charges of possession of Schedule One drugs, manufacturing. Wow, three grams, dude! You're trying to give them distribution and manufacturing for with three grams, and 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 um, scales. Um, there were no firearm related. It's the firearms, man. He was later released on $75,000 bond. Wow. Um, look, he needs to lawyer up and, um, yeah, he needs to lawyer up. And he needs to, you know, if I could give some advice to somebody like that is he needs to realize that, you know, what he's got is a, a tremendous opportunity to change the course of his life and change the course of the of the lives around him, of the people that admire him and the people that follow him in this gang, so to say. And it's tough because these people come from a lifestyle that this is probably how they grew up and this is probably how they fed themselves was you know this gang this this family let's say family right and it could be tough because certain people in that family could have their vision skewed and it could skew your potential okay it could skewer your future and where it's headed and if it's in your name that you're never going to fucking be broke again, then you need to you need to learn to assume that responsibility of being a man and you know changing your life, man, because you have the opportunity to to be better. 
And these are all things that, you know, are unnecessary, right? It's like, yeah, you're definitely getting fucked because these asshole cops are arresting you and, and placing phony drug charges for three grams of weed. That's phony. But if you had, and obviously it's all the guns, all right? It's all the, it's all the firearms that are really fucking you, all right? It's all those counts of the firearms. Um, and the first thing you should have done when you got arrested and pulled over instead of running is, is said, yeah, there's a warrant out for my arrest or whatever. Go into custody Say nothing and and call your lawyer. If you're paying seventy five grand to get out of jail, imagine what that seventy five grand could do for a fucking lawyer to to protect you. You know what I mean? He'll get you out of jail. He'll get you those charges dropped. He'll get you fucking squeaky clean if they're paid. You know, if you get the good lawyers. But you got to learn to play with the system because the system's the biggest gangsters of them all. Right? They're fucked. Right, they're they're the biggest gangsters of them all, and you have to learn to to play with that. And it seems like it's just a sad situation. And I would hate to see somebody who who could change their lives, right? And this has happened time and time again. Look at all these rappers that have that have made one, uh, you know, that have made these songs, and then all of a sudden they disappear. They go to prison for long periods of time. Kodak Black just got out. Right, they're constantly fucked with by the by the judicial system because of these mistakes that they did as as young men, you know, as kids. Um, we gotta just we gotta just learn from that and lawyer up and and you know learn that the way that you're going with music is the way to go. But it seems like a lot of them, they just have the one foot on the music industry and the other foot on the streets. And at, at some point, it's going to either pull you apart or bring you to one side, you know? A lot of, a lot of crazy things, man. A lot of crazy, crazy things with this industry, especially hip-hop. And it's not, it's not even like hip-hop's the cleanest industry as well because there's a lot of fucked up shit within the music industry of hip-hop and who runs it you know and and since now there's all these different little sects and stuff these different little like industries you could say local industries you could say and and people just profiting off of people's dreams you know and so the people who who utilize that and see that opportunity of profiting off of young people's dreams when they're chasing it, they're not exactly going to be the, you know, the nicest cats, the, the most peaceful cats, the, you know, that type of shit, you know, what I'm talking about. Um, so I could see how it's kind of tough to leave that life when you're in hip hop and, Especially with the type of shit that music's about and what they're saying, it's uh, you you gotta live it as well. But it's just sad to see a lot of artists get taken down for dumb shit like having a gun with you or little bits of weed. And it's like, what's up with the guns, man? Why do we always need to have guns in the music videos? You know. It's getting overused anyways. 
and you know and I can't relate to it because that's not me you know what I mean I'm not a guy who's gonna wave a gun in your face but it's like you know is that what you want to promote with your music too is violence and and I know that's what you've seen in life and I know that's you know what's probably shaped them in life and you know it's just a lot of reflecting I think America needs to do, man. I think we just need to reflect more on ourselves and our actions and what our actions can do to this, to our lives and the people's lives around us and, and this planet, you know, and this planet. Um, too many young artists die and, and go to prison, especially in hip-hop. You know, especially in hip-hop. And it's been going on for 30 years. It's been going on since the 90s with Pac and Big and Big L. And it just, it's continued. It's continued, you know. In the last decade, many have been going to drugs, overdoses. But a lot of people have been gone to violence, right? Like Nipsey, right? You know, it's... um, With music, and especially when you get to a certain level, it's very important that you realize what you're saying and realize what you're promoting. And... Yeah, you know... Be committed to it because when you when you blow up and things are huge for you and you're saying things that could get you killed, then it's going to bring more power to that. And that's why it's, you know, I said it in a previous podcast. I don't know which one, but I said we human beings, we are alchemists, right? The fact that we create technologies, the fact that we pretty much make magic. Anything we believe, anything we think about, we can achieve it, okay? And we've been doing that as a race of people for God knows how long. And so when you get to a position where everybody's listening to your music, but what you're promoting is hate and violence and, and you know, let's just... Let's just say it's sin, right? Fucking sins, right? Then that's what you're going to give out into the world. That's what you're going to leave out to the world. That's what you're going to receive back from the world. And I think we should just have more. It doesn't even have to be understanding, but we should be, we should have more. uh, Fuck, how should I say it? We should just realize that there's a lot of power to what we say, especially in music. And um, and if you're okay with that power, then then it's okay. And if you're you know if you figure that what I'm saying is not the best, and that I should change it, and this isn't the direction I want to go with my life, then change it. Right? You know, it was like I saw this thing where Daddy Yankee had spoken about um, to a reporter that having a daughter changed the way he made music because it was like 
well, I want to show my daughter my music, right? This is something he said. I'm, I'm misquoting, hopefully not, but uh, he had said something along these lines that he he's, he wants to show his daughter his music, and he figured that the music before that, that he was making before having a daughter, and that perspective wasn't what reflected him as a man now, right? As a father now. And so it changed the way he created music. It changed the way he started writing and putting stuff out there so that he could show her something else, right? Not not the not the almost degrading, not that he was super degrading with women, but he was he was a very uh sexualized reggaeton artist, right? He's a very sexualized person who was probably in his heyday just banging out chicks like crazy. Ella le gusta la gasolina. Dame más gasolina. Ella prende la turbina. No discrimina. Nunca viene mi padre de marquesina. Yeah, I mean, the dude went hard, right? And so he put he put out a lot of crazy music. And I'm sure when he fucking turned into a father, he's like, yeah, I don't want my daughter listening to some music of mine about women fucking banging all the time, right? Um, and so you change, right? Your perspective changes and you grow up, you know? And um, I don't want to keep seeing hip-hop artists be taken away by the system and be taken away by themselves through through overdoses and more, more importantly, through gun violence. You know, through through this violence of gang activity. You got to learn that. And look, I don't know because I'm not in that life. And I've never experienced that life. So I, I don't know. You know, I could just be talking out my ass because I don't know how tough it is to leave that life, right? Um, easier said than done, right? But from from the outside in, the advice is, is if you have the opportunity of being in the industry, music industry, and you can clean up your act, then do it, you know? By all means, don't lose who you are, um, but don't lose your life in the process of, of trying to, you know, have control of both, you know? When, when you can get out of the street, get out of the street. You know, and hopefully the street can respect you, right? But if if Takashi Six Nine can be out there right now and virtually untouched, knowing everyone knowing that he's a rat, <clears throat> then um, or even if he's not, right? That's what the assumption is, um, and he's out freely. You know, maybe you can leave the street behind. Right, if you do things right, and you know, I don't know. I've always been into the gangster shit. I've always been into the mafias and how they did things, and you know, they had some somewhat of a code of honor. But it was like you couldn't you couldn't leave that life, and so I would imagine that these brotherhoods and these these um, gangs and these these families they. You know, they have each other and they make a commitment, these motorcycle gangs and all that. They make they make that commitment. It's till death, you know, till death or prison or whatever. You know, you're going down with the ship. You're a part of that that life forever. And if one of them makes it out, 
you know, there might be almost that survivor's guilt or whatever the fuck, you know, people talk about. But again, what do I fucking know? <laughs> this is just from an observer. <laughs> I'm an observer, you know, living in 2021 and I can podcast about it. And um, yeah, man, like I said, just just a bummer to see. All right, we're going to do one more. I'm going to look here. Um, I'm going to look through and see one last Jamie Foxx set to play Mike Tyson in a limited series. That sounds tight. SpaceX hopes to launch and land a new prototype of a Starship mega rocket this week. The last three exploded. Fuck. Um. Federal agency raises concern about AstraZeneca trial data. So these are new uh, COVID vaccines. All the COVID-19 vaccines prevent death and severe diseases, and that's what matters, experts say. They prevent death. (laughs) Hey, you don't ever want to die? Take this vaccine. (laughs) So funny. Bill Gates, be open to ideas that seem wild to fight climate change. I mean, what ideas are you thinking, Billy? Uh, The billionaire, Microsoft co-founder, ninth Reddit question and answered session focused on climate change, both in terms of the steps he'd personally take on a daily basis to reduce carbon emissions and how people in the future will have to continue embracing developing technologies aimed at tackling the impending crisis. Gates, who wrote a new book titled How to Avoid a Climate Disaster, fielded a question in what Reddit forum from a user who asked, what a nice, what What niche? I'm sorry. Hey, you want to tune into the risk report to hear Alex Roman be illiterate? (laughs) What niche technology do you believe could play a significant role in the future in the battle against climate change? That's what somebody asked Billy Gates. All right. Uh, rather than one high, rather than highlight one specific technology, the billionaire philanthropist responded by saying that future generations will need to rely on a lot of technologies, including synthetic meat, energy storage, new ways of making and building materials. All right, so he's talking Fortnite season six. All right, <laughs> he's talking Fortnite season six right now. All right. Synthetic meat, energy storage, and new ways of making building materials. Gates replied before noting the importance of being open-minded when it comes to adopting niche technologies that can help mitigate the effects of climate change. Fusion might come along, but we can't count on it. That's what Gates added. Um, uh, Let's see. A nuclear fusion startup backed by Gates called Commonwealth Fusion Systems hopes to be producing fusion energy on the power grid by the early 2030s. Commonwealth, what is it? Commonwealth Fusion Systems. That's what I'm investing in (laughs) when that pops off. Um, For what it's worth, Gates himself has already adopted the champion some of the new existing technologies you mentioned, such as synthetic meats 
and energy storage. Gates talked about steps he'd personally take to reduce his own carbon footprint. He goes, on the personal front, I'm doing a lot more. I'm driving electric cars. I have solar panels at my house. I eat synthetic meat some of the time. I buy green aviation fuel. I pay for direct air capture by Climeworks, and I help finance electric heat pumps in low-cost housings to replace natural gases. <clears throat> um, synthetic meat, I wonder what... That sounds like it'll just kill us, okay? Synthetic meat. We're already got a problem eating regular meat, apparently. We got fucking synthetic meats. You know, there's a thing going around about... Some people think Bill Gates is either the Antichrist and then seeing something like this, you would think Bill Gates is fucking Jesus Christ. Um, And it's almost like that's kind of the role you would think a billionaire would have, right? Is a billionaire would have the, the role of he's in a position that he really could make a change into the world um, for the better. And, and the way he sees it, it, you know, whatever. He's he's in the position of power to do it. <laughs> Granted, does he own everything that's about to fucking come and it's going to make him even richer and wealthier? Probably. Um, but it's also like, like he wanted to do the vaccine and all that. And I know, I know there were videos going around, conspiracy videos about Bill Gates and all this shit he's done in the past. And yeah, I don't know, man. How much power do we give one man? How much power does a billionaire have right over our lives? Um, we'll see. Interesting subjects. Um, is he trying to save the planet? Is he trying to enslave the human race? <laughs> I think he's trying to save the planet, but there was a lot of crazy uh, evidence for the latter too. Um, but I'm optimistic as to he's just doing what he feels is right. And, you know, just like, I don't know. I don't know. Billy Gates. That's how we're going to end it. You look into that yourselves, um, and see what you feel, but I'll close off with again, you know, my condolences to Boulder, Colorado and the families in Boulder. And, um, same with the the families from the Atlanta spa shootings and just, you know, any of the horrible stuff that's been going on. You know, if you've lost loved ones recently, um, especially to her under horrific circumstances like that, you know, it's just my condolences and that's all I could say. You know, I, it's horrible. It's horrible that the world is like this at times and, you know, what could we do? Maybe reflect on ourselves, reflect on those around us, observe, right? Let's take a time to observe and see what is going on around us. You know, I think a lot of us can kind of get wrapped into our day-to-day lives and just be glued to our phone or this or that. And, you know, and then all of a sudden something happens and it's like blindsiding, put it blindsides people but it's like what if 
what if it's something that could have been prevented if someone had just observed for a little bit? So let's live, you know, let's live now in the now. Um, always be aware of your surroundings and, and always be aware of, of the energies and presence presences around you. Um, and read people, you know, I know it's a little tougher now with the masks and this and that, you know, but we got to be able to read situations and, and make better decisions. You know, I mean, I know this is going to spark, uh, this, this, this time, these, uh, in, these horrible situations are going to spark again, the gun debates and the gun controversies and but at the end of the day we got to protect ourselves we got to protect our families and um you know i think a person who is the only the only way you're going to stop somebody who's fucking crazy with a gun is if you have somebody who's the last thing they want to do is take somebody's life but in a position like that, they have no hesitation to do so. Um, and take that crazy fucking person out or, you know, and that's what the cops are for. You know, cops, you make your, you make your decision, you make your commitment to protecting and serving the community with your life. And, um, Obviously, it's super sad that that cop risked his life and put his life on the line and and sacrificed himself for the betterment of of you know to try and stop this fucking guy. Um, but but he had made the commitment of protecting and serving that community, and that's what he did. And he died. A, and he's died a hero. Um, the other people that died in in the in the store, that's really, that's really hard. You know, they didn't make the commitment for that, right? They, they were just going about their daily business and daily lives and people ranging from 20 to 60 were killed. Um, 10 people lost their lives, including that officer. And so it's hard, hard for those families and, and just wishing them the best, for their lives and their journeys from here on out. And, and I hope that their loved ones are in a better place. And I hope that their loved ones are, are okay where they're at. All right. Well, that's the risk report. Tune in tomorrow, possibly. Yeah. Fuck it. We're going to do one tomorrow and I'll be a lot more lighthearted. <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace. I've been waiting for this moment all my life I was lost where it was dark, now I see the light 
Strange abroad, I live for danger, dog. You see, I'm bad to the bone, mapping out a path to the throne. Mastering my own, chasing cash till I'm in a catacomb. Made a grain of stone, don't stand alone. I'm the vagabond who packs the bone till I'm coughing out songs. If you a fan, don't be coming off strong. I'm just a man whose demeanor is calm. Closed out to the lines that I've drawn. I burn trees like U.S. Vietnam. I'm a true MC, dog. Don't test me at all. I punch lines with the hook. Right to your jaw, till you crash in the floor. Patience is thin, but my purpose is long. So you know I'm always working towards more. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. I was lost where it was dark. Now I see the light. Hovers. I'm still grounded, keeping an eye for undercovers. Never stutter when it comes to the rapping. I'm a pro and I learned it through action. Now I'm making it happen. Face facts, lace tracks with the path that I'm mapping. Tuned to the moon, celestial tapping. Going for the treasure, slaying the dragon. Yeah, I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Make you lose your mind. 